listening to the Coaching Academic Podcast, the podcast for coaches, leaders and academics who are interested in translating research into practice. Each episode, I discuss a brand new piece of cutting-edge research and translate the findings with suggestions of how you can incorporate the research into your practice. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca J. Jones. Now, on with today's show. In today's episode of the Coaching Academic Podcast, I'm going to be talking about one of my own recent publications called The Effects of Coachy Personality and Goal Orientation on Performance Improvement Following Coaching, a Controlled Field Experiment, which I co-authored with Steve Woods and Ying Zhao and was published in Applied Psychology and International Review in the summer of 2019. I'll put a link to the paper in the show notes. So this paper was the result of my PhD research and sought to address the question, who benefits the most from coaching? I was interested in testing whether certain individuals gain more from coaching. So is coaching more effective for some people compared to others? In particular, I wanted to see if we would find differences in the effects of coaching if we examined coachy individual differences namely their personality using the five-factor model of personality, their core self-evaluations, which are the fundamental evaluations individuals hold about themselves, and finally their goal orientations, which describes the focus of the goals individuals set themselves. So one of the reasons for my interest in this topic was that individual differences have been shown to be relevant in a variety of performance contexts, such as job performance and training proficiency, However, limited research had explored whether these differences translated to the coaching context. We predicted that we would observe what's known as attribute treatment interactions for these individual difference variables, the attributes, and certain characteristics of coaching, the treatment. We named four core components of coaching that we predicted would be important to understand in the context of attribute treatment interactions. These are firstly that coaching is led by the coachee, secondly that coaching is goal focused, thirdly that coaching utilises novel approaches to learning and performance improvement and fourthly that performance improvement and learning is enabled through reflection. So we predicted that these four core components would interact with coachee attributes in specific ways. So in relation to coachy conscientiousness, which consists of traits such as being careful, thorough, responsible, organised, achievement-oriented, hardworking and persevering, and coachy extroversion, which consists of traits such as being sociable, gregarious, assertive, talkative and active, we predicted an interaction effect with our first component of coaching, which was that coaching is led by the coachee. As both high conscientiousness and high extroversion have been linked to motivation to learn, we anticipated that this high motivation to learn would interact with the fact that coaches lead their own coaching intervention. Therefore, we anticipated greater changes in performance following coaching for coaches high in extroversion and high in conscientiousness. In relation to coachy openness, which comprises of traits such as being imaginative, cultured, curious, original, broad-minded, intelligent and artistically sensitive, we predicted an interaction effect with our third component of coaching, 
which was that coaching utilizes novel approaches to learning and performance improvement. So previous research has indicated a positive relationship between openness and novel approaches to learning, and therefore we anticipated that coaches high in openness may embrace the novel approach to development that is a characteristic of coaching, and therefore experience greater performance improvements following coaching. In relation to neuroticism, which consists of traits such as being anxious, depressed, angry, embarrassed, emotional, worried and insecure, core self-evaluations, which is a broad dispositional trait that consists of four specific traits, self-esteem, generalised self-efficacy, locus of control and emotional stability, and avoid goal orientation, which indicates that individuals are focused on avoiding incompetence in comparison to others, we anticipated an interaction effect with the fourth core component of coaching, which was that coaching involves learning through reflection. So research has indicated that individuals high in neuroticism, uh, low core self-evaluations and high avoid goal orientation may have a tendency to ruminate rather than reflect. So rumination is a self-attentiveness that's motivated by perceived threats, losses or injustices to the self and is associated with negative outcomes such as higher stress and reduced sleep quality. And we propose that the core component of learning through reflection in coaching may directly address the tendency to ruminate rather than reflect and the potential barriers to learning from reflection associated with this that tends to be experienced by individuals high in neuroticism, low in core self-evaluations and high in avoid goal orientation. So these individuals may find it more difficult to engage in effective emotion regulation when engaging in reflective activities, leading to an unhelpful focus on threats, losses or injustices. So the coach is able to effectively facilitate this reflection using a range of tools and techniques in order to maintain the focus on gaining insight into the self that enables learning, for example, by challenging self-limiting beliefs. Whilst the process of facilitated reflection is likely to be beneficial to learning for all coaches, the tendency of individuals high in neuroticism, low in core self-evaluations and high in avoid goal orientation to ruminate rather than reflect may mean that they benefit the most. So to test these predictions, we conducted a controlled field experiment. Now this involved providing four one hour long coaching sessions to 53 participants who were then matched with 31 participants in a control group who received no coaching. Individual difference data was collected before coaching started along with self ratings of performance. The participants' supervisors also provided their ratings of the participants' performance at work. One month after the completion of the coaching, the participants and their supervisors were surveyed again. This was the time to measure. We then surveyed the participants and their supervisors once more three months later, and this was the time three measure. And this was to see if there were any sustained changes to performance uh, over time. So we analysed the data by firstly checking for any main effect of the coaching intervention. This means did we see an improvement in self and supervisor ratings of performance at time two and time three for the coaching group, but not the control group. 
Secondly, we examine whether there were any differences or interaction effects for those that received coaching based on their personality. So did we observe whether some coaches benefited more from coaching than others? So in terms of our results, firstly, in relation to the main effects of coaching, we found that self-ratings of performance significantly improved for the coaching group, but not for the control group at time two. However, there was no significant difference at time three. So this suggests that our participants perceived that their performance improved as a result of the coaching they received immediately following coaching. However, this improvement was not sustained three months after coaching had finished. We also found that there was no significant difference between the supervisor ratings of performance for the coaching group and the control group for either time two or time three. In relation to the interaction effects, we found that there was no significant interaction effect for extroversion, conscientiousness or neuroticism. Therefore, these personality traits did not seem to influence the effectiveness of coaching. However, our findings supported the predictive relationships for openness, core self-evaluations and avoid goal orientation. Therefore, coaches who were high in openness, low in core self-evaluations and high in avoid goal orientation appeared to benefit the most from coaching. One of the most important findings in our study was that we didn't detect any significant differences in supervisor ratings of performance over time when we compared the coaching group with the control group. On the one hand, this could indicate that coaching didn't have any impact beyond the coaches' perceptions of the impact on performance. On the other hand, and this is the explanation that I'm inclined to support, it may well be that certain methodological limitations of the study meant that we didn't detect any difference in the supervisor ratings of performance. So for example, our sample consisted of participants working in a diverse range of job roles. Therefore, it's likely that there were differences in the closeness of the working relationship between participants and supervisors, as would be expected in a normal work environment. Our null findings could be highlighting that in our sample, participants didn't work sufficiently closely enough with their supervisors for the supervisors to detect the changes in performance reported by the participants following coaching. We found a low correlation between self and supervisor ratings of performance, which adds validity to this potential explanation. This explanation does raise an important point, though. Organisations utilising coaching will often look to supervisors of the recipients of coaching to provide feedback on the progress and impact of the coaching intervention. Our findings highlight the potential limitations in the supervisor as a source of evaluative feedback on the progress of coaching that we think is worthy of further exploration. Regarding further implications for practice from this study, our findings indicate that individuals who are high in openness, low in core self-evaluations and high in avoid goal orientation are likely to benefit the most from coaching. When organisations are making decisions regarding how best to develop their personnel and to whom coaching should be offered, it's unlikely that many organisations are currently utilising individual differences as a tool for informing these decisions. However, our findings indicate that organisations wishing to make evidence-informed decisions on how to spend their learning and development budget could consider screening employees based on individual differences, namely openness, core self-evaluations and avoid goal orientation. 
particularly given that individuals who are low in core self-evaluations and high in avoid goal orientation may do less well in instructional style training, it may make sound financial sense to direct these individuals towards coaching as a methodology of development rather than the training room. Our findings also have implications for the design of effective coaching. For example, it may pay dividends for coaches to understand their coaches' individual differences in order to inform how they approach and tailor the coaching intervention. Our findings indicate that when coaching an individual who is low in openness, coaches should be cautious when introducing interventions during the session that may be considered to be particularly unusual or novel. When coaching individuals who are low in openness, these coaches may need a little more time to adjust to the style of learning and development used in coaching and consequently build up to more novel or creative coaching interventions. A further implication for the design of effective coaching informed by our findings relates to coaches who are high in avoid goal orientation and low in core self-evaluations. We theorise that these individuals may benefit the most from coaching as they're able to work with a coach to engage effectively in reflection to enable learning from experience rather than engaging in rumination, which might lead to higher levels of anxiety and worry. If coaches understand the goal orientation and core self-evaluation of coaches before the start of coaching, they'll be better informed as to the potential areas of development the coachee may need prior to the coaching conversation. Whilst the coaching conversation would still be led by the requirements of the coachee, this additional information will help to raise the coach's awareness of potential barriers to performance change that they can then support the coachee to overcome. So that concludes today's episode of the Coaching Academic Podcast. Just to remind you, in today's episode, I was discussing the effects of coachee personality and goal orientation on performance improvement following coaching a controlled field experiment, which I co-authored with Steve Woods and Ying Zhao and was published in Applied Psychology, an international review in the summer of 2019. As always, I'll include a link to the paper in the show notes. But before I go, I just want to mention that if you like the podcast, you may like a new book that I'm working on, which is based on the idea of translating research into practice for coaches and leaders interested in a coaching style of leadership. The book isn't ready yet. However, if you'd like to sign up to receive an email notification for when the book is available, then please email me at the.coaching.academic at gmail.com. That's the.coaching.academic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Coaching Academic Podcast. If you're interested in reading my research, sponsoring the show, or in hiring me as a researcher, coach, or speaker, check out my website, www.rebeccajjones.co.uk. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review in iTunes and subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a question you'd like me to answer in a future show, then please get in touch via my website. Finally, you can connect with me on Twitter at coach underscore research. Thanks for listening.